Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the chosen. Happy. Stay with me now. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. I like the version better where we say, Friday, Friday, Jackson Claude on Friday. Literally, when have we ever said that? <laughs> it's in my head, so we've said it. Okay, and we shall say it again. I think we should continue to change the lyrics until they're our own. Yeah, I love that for us. Me too. I hope that somewhere, somehow, Rebecca Black knows that on one of the high, the top podcasts, like I'm not just saying this, we Literally are a big the podcast. biggest podcast on the planet. On a very large podcast, we sing her song every week. Honestly, when it comes to that particular song, I don't feel like that statistic would impress her because that song is embedded in the fibers of our culture. No, Claudia, like no one is doing more for that song than us. Actually, Rebecca Black is. Like she's she, releasing okay. remixes. No she's, one who's not financially motivated or incentivized. We are financially motivated. No one who doesn't have a financial stake in the song is mm. doing more for that song than us. Song. Song. You guys, now that I hear it, my life is ruined. Um, my life is not ruined because Toast Merch dropped today. And honestly, what's the opposite of ruined? Made. My life is made. That's so true. Toast Merch dropped today at shoptoastmerch.com. And I am wearing my sweatpants again today because they're that comfortable. And as I was walking up to the studio, I'm like, these are the most amazing sweatpants I've ever worn. Uh, drawstring. We love her. We know her. We are her. We see her. I wore them on this four-hour flight yesterday. Why is it literally so long to get to Texas? I, I don't feel like it should be that long to get from New York to Texas. It's it's It shouldn't be four hours. It should be three and a half. Like, it is three and a half. It should be less. I agree with you. But it's not four. Okay, it was three and a half, but like, you know, with the, with the taxiing, taxiing and such. And waiting the, for the gate to, to the pull gate. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was four. And I feel like that's beyond unnecessary when it takes like a little under six to get to LA. Like it just made no sense. Yeah. I but all that to say, I was extremely comfortable on my flight in my new Toast merch. I wear size medium. Jackie wears size large. Like, the merch is flying oh, off the shelves. me on blast. The mer- By the way, for years, it was Jackie's wearing a medium, Claudia's wearing an extra large. So please, spare me, okay? And I just want to say, like, I could have taken a size down. Sure, sure. Wow. <laughs> sure? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Wow, Turdy. And but soon, I just want to say. Soon it's not even going to fit me anymore because once I'm done breastfeeding, it's over for you bitches. Um, are you, I was just having this conversation with some of my friends who just had babies. They're all thinking about like Ozempic. What, what do you think about Ozempic? Like, would you do it? Great question. I've, so yes, I would do Ozempic between babies if I felt like I needed to, but I would rather not. So right now my plan is to not, but I mean, I'm like, I have like, you know, 15, 20 pounds on a good day that I want to lose. And that's not like I need to be on Ozempic, but like if I, we're in a place where I felt like getting pregnant at the weight that I was at wouldn't be healthy again. Yeah. Like then I would, I think it would be healthier to take Ozempic between babies than to get pregnant 
being severely overweight, which I know that I'm not. So, but when I'm done having kids, it's over for you bitches. Yeah. And so all that to say, like, we could sit here and like wax poetic about like why you should get the merch, but I do feel it's like insulting to the intelligence of our listeners, especially when the merch is quite literally flying off the shelves. Like, I don't even think we need to promote it. Like, let's just move on. It's so hot right now. Like, Quite literally. But what I will say is that it is like an open order right now. So you can place your order right now. We're going to leave it open like that for a few days before we place the order. There will still be merch available after that. But right now you can get your size guaranteed, but place your order now. Place it now is what I'll say. Place it now. Yeah. Now's the time to be placing it. But like Claudia said, we don't even need to be promoting it. Yeah. Like honestly, I feel like it does it. It's like a detriment to our image to continue to talk about it. Honestly. In what way? Like, I don't know about a detriment. Like, I feel like we would be seriously like speaking down to our listeners to try and convince them to buy this merch. Like they're intelligent women, they're mothers, they're business owners. I don't feel like I'm trying to convince. I just feel like I'm speaking my truth today and what's on my mind. And what's on my mind is that my sweatpants are really comfortable. Therefore, I had to wear them two days in a row. So funny, when you said you're speaking like what's on your mind, you know, it's like a phrase I've been using a lot recently that I feel... I'm kind of appropriating it from like Southern culture. You know, when someone's like, you know, you've been on my heart a lot recently. I've been saying that because like someone was on my heart the other day, you know? It's a nice saying. It really is. Yeah. There's some nice Southern sayings. Like I've noticed that they say like, if you're going to go like, like see someone or hang with them, like you're going to go visit that. Like. Yeah, we use the word visit too. No, but we don't use it like they use it. Pay a visit? What? Pay a visit? Yeah, like, or I'm going to go visit with you. Like, if I was going over to your house, I'd be like, I'm going to go visit with Claudia. Oh, yeah, we don't say that. We don't say that, and it's a nice way to say it. Instead of being like, I'm going to go be a slob on Turdy's couch. Right, I'm going to go pay a visit to Turdy's couch. I'm going to go pay a visit. I'm actually in the South. I'm in Texas right now, so I'm going to keep my ears and eyes out for new phrases to bring home to the toast that we can appropriate. Um, going to the rodeo this weekend. Super excited. So just don't mind me. Yeah, a little, a little bi-coastal podcasting. This is kind of... You three- love saying you're bi-coastal when you are not, in fact, bi-coastal. So just so everyone, like, I can clear up any confusion. When I say bi-coastal, I mean I'm, I'm not in New York. You're out like- of state. And I'm not doing a video podcast. Today's episode is audio only. I have my travel microphone with me. When I have my travel microphone, I am bi-coastal podcasting, okay? Okay, works for me. Also, when I'm in Florida and you're in New York, you also like to say we're bi-coastal. No, I say we're transatlantic then. Oh, the other day you said bi-coastal, but I don't correct you because I know what you mean. So it's like, what's the point? What's the point? Thank you so much. And I know, I, I don't think I'm using it correctly. Like, I know I'm not. And That's can... like me and Elk. And, yeah, exactly. But I'm just letting the other people know that we know. Lest we not forget. Like, I know that's not the right way of using it. I'm going to continue to use it incorrectly. Grab a spoon and eat my ass. Majdizan. Dach schund. Niku. Even though that one, if you listen to Patreon, you know I'm not even apologizing for Niku. So I just wanted to point out that this is the third Friday in a row. We're doing an audio only extravaganza. And you know what it's giving? Summer Fridays. It's giving, you know, year of yes. Like it's January. So I'm like doing all these things, taking all these trips, saying yes to life. And that's why for the last three Fridays in a row, well, one of them I was sick, but your girl has been transatlantically podcasting. Yeah. What do you think about transatlantically podcasting for a title today? If nothing better comes up, sure. Okay, jot it down in your memory. The titles just this week have been off the rails. Let's talk about this week in Toast Herstory. And let's talk about everyone's noticing. We're kind of the name on everyone's lips. Everybody's talking about how the Toast this week in particular released four, going on five, episodes that just hit 
different. Everyone is talking about how different the episodes are, how funny we are, and they want to know like what happened. That's why somebody thought I was on drugs. Like that's how different they are. And I want to give the people an answer and I genuinely don't have one. For my part, I can cite two things, but I I don't know about you, but for me, two things were different for me this week from most recent weeks. One, I had went to Disney and that changes a person. Mm, It does. Two, Charlie is sleeping longer stretches in the night and I feel like a human being again. Oh, by the way, that's it. But it takes two to toast, Turdy. No, no, that's it. Because like you have been particular funny. Like, and when you're, you were more funny this week than you usually are. And like when you're funny, like it makes me like crazy, you know? Oh, interesting. Well, then I really think it has to do with the fact that I'm once again getting sleep. Like the four month sleep regression for us was so real. Not like he was sleeping through the night before four months, but like we were getting chunks before mm-hmm. and then it all just fell apart. And for the last few weeks, I was up every two to three hours and it was, and then also getting him back down. It was just like really hard. But last night, for example, he went down around 7.30. He didn't eat until five again. Like that's- King shit. Yeah, that's king shit. And then he slept, down like went back to sleep till eight thing about charlie is he kind of likes to sleep in and this morning he only woke up because bruno woke him up fucking bruno no but bruno just it was like 8 15 bruno's like everyone up and at him i want to start my day give me my breakfast i want my dinner now yeah and he was two breakfast eggs this morning or just one just one maybe even i don't know (laughs) i I didn't see it happen (laughs) if i had to pinpoint perhaps what caused a shift in my podcast persona this week was that I was sick during the weekend and as the week progressed, I kept feeling better and better and I was feeling like myself again. Perhaps that was it. I feel like also because you were sick all weekend, you had all this pent up energy because you weren't out and about like giving all of yourself to the rest of the world. Oh my God, you're so so right. you were able to give all of yourself to us. So what you're saying is like for my job, I should start staying in on the weekends. Yeah, you need to rest and recover. You're an athlete. This is a sports podcast. This is a sports podcast. And speaking of, like, this is our last episode before we know who's going to the Super Bowl. So (laughs) let's, like, give our final predictions. We have been saying for a while, or at least I have, I think, that it's going to be Niners and Ravens. Which means that it's going to be the Lions and the other. Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, that's a good Super Bowl. Oh, I don't agree with that. I think, like, there's really no chance that you know I don't want to jinx anything but I'm last so year, by the way I got I on an earlier say, no last year we like literally did this sort of episode we predicted who was going to the Super Bowl and it was the exact opposite of who went to the Super Bowl which okay, means so so I think it's going to be Detroit and the Chiefs then in that case okay okay no but I feel like if you're saying it's Niners Ravens which would mean that it's going to be Kansas City Detroit I think that means it's going to be Detroit's 49ers half of each Jackie it can't be Detroit 49ers <laughs> Okay, Detroit and the others. You mean Ravens. Chiefs, Chiefs and the Niners? I think it's going to be Detroit Ravens. And I just want to say, like, I have the utmost respect for both teams and may the best team win. It really might be one of those two. But, like, a more lackluster Super Bowl combo you couldn't find based on the options. No, based on, like, the year that we've had in terms yeah. of, like, the NFL's place in culture, if we do end up with the Ravens and the debt – which both teams are so deserving. This is not a slight. You know, like Detroit Lamar girlies, Jackson is a one down. of a lifetime, once in a lifetime quarterback. The debt in the first in 66 years. You can't like shirk whatever, off the history. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But given what, you know, sort of renaissance the NFL has had in culture this year, having to do with celebrities 
like Taylor Swift, like the use checks, like Olivia Culpo. Like there's a lot going on. And if we end up with like two kind of like celebrity list teams, like it will be lame. I'm sorry, it will. I really have been thinking a lot about what you said, which is that it is in the NFL's best interest to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. And now that you've said that, I can't unhear it. And I feel like they'll be going to the Super Bowl. And did you say on this show or was it Zach talking to me? It's also crazy how much like Zach and I talk about sports now. And it's really it's so been nice. like it's good for our relationship to have like a co- more common of interest. Course. But so it was either you or him who said that the ref that they chose. Me. Okay. The ref that they chose for the Kansas City game is usually favorable to the away team and Kansas City is the away team. Like I feel like the NFL wants Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Right. And not that necessarily the NFL is scripted. But they might, you know, do some things because it is in their best interest to move the needle a little bit. They might pull some levers. So we'll really just have to wait and see. I know I think I've said this now three times, but I did change my flight to an earlier flight, like to get home to watch the game. That is time number three. (laughs) This is going to be such a fabulous weekend, going to the rodeo, doing all the Southern Tings, and then on Sunday, like being a real, like, you know, not like other girls girl. Speaking of Southern Tings, yesterday you were telling me about Pookie and Jet. And Uh when we hung up, I went down a rabbit hole I didn't even have to go that far down the rabbit hole to become obsessed I just need to state that Pookie is a toaster because of course, of course she, is. she is I am so obsessed like it literally took two videos for me to get it like yep 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 it's so funny and so cute and just so pure and I think that's why people really are gravitating towards them because we don't get just like pure true love like this it's a fantasy yep. she like wanted one Birkin and she got two yeah it's a fantasy and also by the way you just reminded me why I've been saying the phrase You've been on my heart recently. Pookie and Jet were on my heart recently because I get like really panicked when people, like especially on TikTok, people discover something, become obsessed with them because the the natural next step is that they're, people on the internet are going to try and destroy this thing that they once loved. And Pookie and Jet are like having this moment where they're so sweet and so innocent and they're just this lovely married couple. They live in Atlanta. They don't bother anyone. And everyone's obsessed with them. And the natural like life cycle of the internet is the next thing they're going to do is destroy these two. And I was thinking about them. I was like thinking of sending them a message almost just being like, you know, it's amazing right now and it might not always be amazing, but like just be yourselves and don't like, they were on my heart. They were on my heart. They were on your heart. Well, my DMs with Pookie are open now. Oh, I, Probably I th- yours too because she just, she saw that she heard us listening. She heard us talking about her on the toes yesterday. I feel like I was just having this conversation um, with someone about like, you know, TikTok has really changed like what it means to be an influencer and there's so many I feel like the girlies we know like from Instagram have been doing this for so long and they have like really good steady jobs with that. You know, they're not like the biggest influencers on the planet, but they're moms and they pay their bills and they make a really good living being like steady influencers who have grown slowly over like the course of five or 10 years on Instagram. Whereas now it's like this new economy on TikTok where people in a matter of minutes, like their lives are changed, but it really remains to be seen if there's any longevity with that. And there are certain people who I think like have cemented themselves I keep setting these examples of like these overnight successes on TikTok, like Emily Mariko. And it's like you get you have these five minutes and what you do with those five minutes when you're at the top will, you know, set the course for your career and how you handle those opportunities. And I feel like for Alex Earl, it was a perfect example of somebody who did it perfectly. Like she took every opportunity and I do really feel like she will be an influential person for many, many years to come. Agreed. Then I think about Emily Mariko, who I feel just based on vibes, like didn't want that. She doesn't want to be the biggest, hottest thing. Like, I'm sure she's really happy being able to be a content creator full time, but she was getting married. She's pregnant. Like, I feel like she didn't want that. And so she intentionally didn't take those opportunities. I am sure when her salmon bowl took over the world, every opportunity was not. And she, it appears as though she didn't take any. 
right? Yeah. I don't know her like you guys do because I'm not on TikTok. She's someone, she never, this actually is a perfect example. Like she didn't transcend. Right. And I, I feel like it was intentional. Like she didn't come up with a line of anything. She didn't really didn't do many brand partnerships. Like she just like quietly quit her job. She had like a big fancy job, I think at Meta or something. She was like working in tech because she lives in San Fran. And now she content creates full time. I'm sure she makes an amazing living and like it's enough for her, you know? Dainu. So I find it so interesting like what these hot commodity TikTok people are doing with their five minutes and how they're setting themselves up. And I feel like if you fumble the ball in those five minutes, like you'll still be, you know, relevant for a little bit, but not in like in the way that Alex Earl is. Like I think she's really set herself up really nicely. Yeah, but it's also like you could plan to do things right, but people like you might just not have that factor of like people are going to care about you for longer than those five minutes yeah because maybe like maybe when it depends do you go viral for something that was kind of like a fluke thing how do you recreate that versus like if you go viral for who you are yep it's just interesting thing to be looking out for you know yeah no it's um and it's like which would you prefer which would you prefer like you know me i'm i'm slow and steady tortoise in the hair yeah and that's really how we did it yeah yeah. So we've got stories today. We've also got Queenie and Weenie of the Week. And I just want to say all week I've been like keeping a list on my phone of like things that remind me like, I, oh, write down that person could be Weenie of the Week. And I don't know what it says about me that I have a the longest list of Weenies and not one Queenie. Not one. <laughs> That's really funny. I feel so, like I have so many Queenies this week. You know what? Like maybe you should do the Queenie and I'll do the Weenie because Oh, I, I like that. I have a hard time with Weenie. Oh my God. Weenie's so, I'm such a negative, like miserable person. It's so easy for me. That is so funny. Okay, well, let's get into the stories because you have a bull to ride. Yes, I have a busy day, you know. This whole weekend we're doing uh, things I've never done. Stockyards, you know what that is? Yeah. I watch yeah. Real Housewives of Dallas, so I know. Right, right, right. So I'm stockyarding. I got to get some boots. I want to get like a hat. Like I have a lot to do. You are have a lot to do. So without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, we have a New Year's resolution for you that's actually easy to keep. This is the year to finally stop wearing uncomfortable bras. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. They have revolutionized the bra game for you to no longer deal with uncomfortable underwire without sacrificing support. You will immediately feel and see the difference. Their bras are super comfortable and you won't want to take them off. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with the exclusive link honeylove.com toast. Support for the show today... Check them out at honeylove.com forward slash toast. So we all have go-to bras that we pick over everything else in their closet. And the Honey Love crossover bra is so comfortable, it will be sure to be your new go-to. This bra gives all the support of traditional bras, but it doesn't use any underwire. Plus, the mesh detailing adds a little touch of sexiness. So this is traditional bras without using any underwire. It's the one-time... It is the one bra you will actually enjoy wearing and you won't want to take off. I happen to love just all the products from Honey Love. I trust them implicitly as a brand. I started with a lot of their undergarments, you know, like, you know, power shorts. They have leggings. Their leggings 2.0 is another product that's making waves for them. They hold you in without feeling too tight and they are compressive, cooling, and comfortable. So whether your New Year's resolution is to get up and get active, spend more time at home lounging, these leggings are the go-to. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com toast. Use the link for 20% off. That's honeylove.com toast. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. So please support the toast and tell them we sent you. Start the new year off with confidence thanks to Honey Love. Today's episode is also brought to you by Hatch. You know... 
sleep is everything to me in a deep and sort of biblical sense. And since I've started using my hatch, I have really prioritized resting again. And I've noticed a huge change in my energy levels during the day. So added to the list of things Jackie told me to get and I didn't listen to. She's like, yeah, it's like this thing where like light wakes you up. I'm like, yeah, sure. My phone is fine. My phone was not fine. The hatch is game changing. Ben was like so anti. Once I brought it into the room, Ben was like, no, no, I need my sound machine. I'm like, no, you don't. Hatch has everything. Now every night before bed, he's like, hey, uh, can you uh, put on the hatch? So the Hatch Restore is a device that teaches your body when it's time to sleep or wake up with nighttime and morning routines that you can prioritize rest. With Hatch Plus, you can access exclusive content like Pillow Talk, their new audio series designed to entertain you to sleep. Pillow Talk helps you wind down with the types of TV shows that you normally love, from true crime to sports, but without the screens and the blue light that will hurt healthy rest. In the morning, Hatch is going to wake you up gently with a sunrise alarm. So you can set it so the light comes on first and then personalize your alarm sound to come in 15 to 30 minutes later. It's such a civilized way of waking up, like waking up through light. I, that's how the cavemen did it, and we've just sort of regressed as a society. Great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep. I said on the toast this week that I've been waking up on my own so much earlier now, and I really, really believe that it's because of the Hatch. They have a 60-night money-back guarantee, so you can try it yourself risk-free. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off their purchase of a Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash toast. Visit hatch.co slash toast to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash toast. Thank you, La. Well, um, our uh, first story uh, is the big story of this Friday. Sophia Richie Grange is pregnant, and it's a Vogue exclusive, and it's a girl. So Sophia, she's doing all of it at the same time, announcing her pregnancy, fire photos, gender reveal, interview about pregnancy, and it's really a beautiful thing. So she is six months along. Her and Elliot got married in April, so nine months ago. So I think everybody's just like, when did they get pregnant? Um, In the interview, she talks about how after their wedding, they were like casually trying to not try, you know? So she had taken like pregnancy tests, but they weren't like super trying or trying not to get pregnant. Um, So she was very excited when they were pregnant and she's just been keeping it under wraps, learning all about... All of the it. female form, baby making, and she seems over the moon. I mean, this is so iconic on so many levels. Like, first of all, a pregnancy announcement in Vogue, like when you're 25, is just like so iconic. I can't even. Her husband was in some photos. Those solo ones of her like body, she's just so beautiful and she's carrying so beautifully and this is just gorgeous. Also, like, I feel like we don't have a lot of like role models like Sophia Ritchie for young women. She's so traditional in in an odd sense. She's like a very modern woman. She's like this businesswoman, you know, mogul, yada, yada. But she's so traditional. You know, she got married kind of young, pregnant quickly after. And I just feel like she's so different from the, like, other people who, like, girls look up to. And it's nice to diversify your role models. I totally agree. I think she's a great role model. I love this trend. I feel like it was happening for a while. It's not a trend. It's actually the opposite. Of what a it's trend like going, is. It's trad. It's not a trend. It's a trad. It's not a trend. It's a trad. But for a while, like, there were a couple celebrities getting married young. And then we thought that was, like, just a nice... Different. Different path for people to look up to. And it's, like, cool to see the coolest people doing it. Yeah. I feel like she's doing that now and just setting a really good example and, and a different way for girls if, who want to follow a path like this. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we said that about her wedding, about how so much of, like, her aesthetic was so modest almost in a sense and, and traditional in its, 
you know, styling and it wasn't overly sexual or anything. And she was just very like classy in the way that she dressed. And she really influenced a generation of young girls to dress like that, which is so nice. And I just feel like she's really this like gorgeous role model for real. Yeah, we said that about her style. Like, I look at Margot, and I'm like, Margot's wearing trousers yep. all the time now, and cardigans. Thank you, Sophia Richie Grange. Yeah, and I just thought the way that uh, whoever is sort of um, managing her at this time, like making these decisions, whether it's her or it's a team, is really doing a great job. She hasn't hit that level of like overexposure yet, where I feel like at her wedding, it almost got to a place where I was like, okay, enough. But then she like went a little silent, started just doing her little Jo Malone brand deals. And she's been very smart about it. And this is obviously like a huge moment. And they made a big moment out of it. And I think her waiting till she was six months pregnant was obviously a choice. And doing it in Vogue is a choice. And I think it's really just gorgeous. Tens, tens, tens across the board here. Yeah. And now that she's revealed her pregnancy, I'm excited to see her pregnancy style. She said that like she's kind of just been concealing the pregnancy right. with coats and whatnot. But now that she is out and about like she'll be showing it off and that I'm excited to see because I feel like she will uh, bring new fresh pregnancy style. I do think it's really interesting when people, celebrities and influencers choose to share their pregnancy and like when they choose to do it really late or really early um, because I just was looking at this picture. Nick Vile posted like a really cute picture of him and Natalie and her belly was like the centerpiece of the photo and somebody was like, I feel like Natalie's been pregnant for a hundred years. Like and imagine like how Natalie feels. <laughs> No, and people say that, and it's so annoying when people say that. Like, shut up. Seriously, imagine how the woman feels. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's interesting when people choose to wait. I feel like they choose to wait so that they don't have that effect on people. I don't think that you're caring about what other people are going to think. I think it's more so, it depends Superstition. who you are. Superstition, of course. You want to reach a certain milestone. But then, especially in your first pregnancy, like, if you can hide it, because you show less in your first pregnancy than you do in subsequent pregnancies. In your second, like, you get uh, bumper faster. Mm. Yeah, and, and more and more. But I think in your first, you realize, like, hey, I can kind of get away with this. And it's, like, nice to have this, like, secret and this private thing yeah. for yourself. Especially when you're a public person. And it's, like, nice to keep it to yourself as long as you can. I feel like that's kind of where they were at. Also, she said in the interview, like she didn't realize how many different milestones you have to reach and right. how many tests and how everything is really so precarious. So I think you do become really protective and you just want to like keep this thing, hold it close. It's that maternal instinct. Yeah, Until that's you're so literally true. busting at the seams and you're like, okay, I'm pregnant. Here you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love this. Like I love her. Yeah, and she has been really quiet recently, and I feel like no, probably by the way, because she's been in the, the throes comments? of pregnancy. No. Like, I really can't with these fucking idiotic bitch-ass moron motherfuckers. Oh, her and her genocide-supporting husband giving birth oh to God. a genocide supporter. Seriously, you are one of the dumbest, ugliest people I've ever met in my life. Start learning the English language because you obviously don't know what words mean. English. Start learning English. Start learning history. Start learning no, to like have a brain. The comments were so anti-Semitic. I was like screenshotting stuff to like make a post about it, but I'm like, okay, not. I'm not gonna make like don't, her moment. Yeah, don't make it about that. But the and comments were so disappointing. I can't. These are the worst people. These are the worst of the human elk and human nature. Like no, Jackie, they, they're the worst of the human ilk. Yeah, I'm gonna use ilk. it right this time. Okay, you can use it right this time because if someone's listening, they're like, you're calling them dumb. No, like <laughs> it was so disappointing and. I wasn't even expecting it. Like, I forget. Like, she converted to Judaism. Her husband is Jewish, and they're, like, supporters of Israel. I didn't even think – I didn't even think of it. I just wanted to see what people were saying. Like, 
Yeah. It was so disappointing. No, they ruin everything. Like yeah. literally they're at Sundance Film Festival. They're in the middle of the highway. Did you see that video? They've been protesting like Manhattan Bridge every day or whatever. And there was a man who like needed to pick up his daughter. Yes. And he's like, they he can't get through. Like they ruin everything. Yeah. So it's no surprise they would try and ruin a beautiful moment such as this. But she persevered. She'll be fine. Are you ready for our next story? I am. Some, I guess, big news. Morgan Wallen is fighting back against an early EP reissue of his music. So Morgan Wallen put out a statement on his Instagram last night because an album is coming out that is by Morgan Wallen, but he is making it clear to fans that he is not a part of this album. He recorded it way early on in his career when he was under like weird ass management and he signed a bad deal and like these people have the rights to his old music and they're putting out the songs again and there's it's sung by Morgan Wallen so it's going to be like a part of his catalog but he wants to make clear to fans that this is not like in uh sanctioned by him and this is not his new music there's one song one song on the album called spin you around became like a fan favorite from this early EP so he surprised fans with a re-recording of it so he's like trying to thwart the interest in that new old album. Yeah, he basically was like, this weird album's coming out that I literally made when I was 12 with these freaks. I ne- I did not sanction it. I do not allow it. So I just want you to know it's coming out. Please don't support it. But there is a song on there that I know like the fandom loves. So instead, don't listen to that one. Here's my version. It's giving Taylor's version. Um, and it's just like one of those things. Where I feel like we all know the music industry is so crazy. Like, you know, young talent. Like at this point, it's almost like a talking point. We know they take advantage of young talent. But to know that like a whole ass album can be released of your voice without your approval years later is like low-key so crazy. Yeah, seriously crazy. He said that at the time they made 13 songs. He said some were okay, most were terrible, as I was just learning how to write in general and figuring it all out. I was not the only collaborator, so many of these songs were not my idea nor met my standards. We deemed five worthy enough to make the standalone EP, which includes the fan favorite Spin You Around. And now they are releasing those songs that were like, can back then but they're just trying to capitalize on the wallet of course like you have this batch of unreleased morgan wallen songs people are dying for new morgan wallen music like if you're a greedy person you're just going to release it without any care in the world the other part of this excuse me statement that i thought was really interesting is that he also donated a hundred thousand dollars to this like legal fund that helps what's it called volunteer lawyers and professionals for the arts program which i think just like offers free legal services to people like morgan wallen when he was 15 who might have found themselves in a situation like this. And, and I think that's actually uh, the coolest part of this statement. That's like really, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that is doing something. Moving the needle. Yeah, and hopefully helping the next person so that they're not in a position like this. As a Morgan Wallen fan, I will not be listening to those songs, mostly because I still have albums from his songs from his new albums that I haven't listened to because they're so damn long. Yeah. And I feel like his fans and his fans like really love him. Ride for and him. Ride for him. I feel like they will honor this request and not listen. Yeah, of course. But he had to let us know. Like if, if we all just saw this thing coming out. Of course. Out, I would be like, uh, okay, sure, I'll listen. I think he's handled this as best as possible between the statement, the re-recording and the donation. donation. I think there's nothing, no notes. No notes. Do you think he contacted Taylor Swift? No, I don't think Taylor Swift would pick up his Take call. up his phone call. Me neither. Oh my God, did you see the drama with Taylor Swift? 
And the AI photos. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't want to like give air to clicks. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I do believe it's been like widely taken down. Um, so like an AI company generated like really explicit pornographic basically photos of Taylor Swift. They look very real. I haven't seen them. They apparently look very real. I think they're like football themed. Um, I saw what I think are two of them. I wouldn't say they look very real. They look like oh. AI. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't confused. Um, and they went mega, mega viral. And a, there were a couple articles like that said they were from, you know, Taylor's camp that she was like really, really mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like this legal gray area currently with AI. And a lot of people think that like because it happened to Taylor, she might pursue it legally and create some sort of legal precedent around like making exploitive and pornographic images of mostly women, making it illegal. Yeah, that's good. And by the way, I just want to say the two that I saw, like, were not pornographic. They were just, oh. um, they were just uh, not real photos. Okay, And so okay. maybe I didn't see, but, like, to me, you can, they, it, I think most people would be able to tell that they're AI because they have that sort of, like, AI look to them. Grainy. But it, But if there are, like, pornographic explicit photos, it's, like, just a, it doesn't have to look real. And, like, it's, it's. It's gross. Inap- it's gross and it's inappropriate and. I agree. There's definitely legal gray area. I saw that there was this mom who her daughter had been like, yes, someone made like AI, like deep fake porn of her that like she was 14. Yeah. Like circulated. And so she's been really like championing. So I do think that there is law that needs to be written for this. And maybe Taylor Swift is the right person to like spearhead. I think a lot of people are hoping that she will pursue legal action. Like usually internet drama is not something she puts herself into, but, like, if there is anyone who can create, like, literally take it to the Supreme Court and create some sort of, like, legal precedent, it would be Taylor Swift because she has the means to, like, fund that sort of legal fight. Yeah. Um, but people are just so fucking disgusting. Like, it's insane to me. Like, it's really gross. Yeah. Like, who thinks to come up with, like, what if I just asked AI to create, like, Taylor Swift porn? No, like, like I go get a AI girlfriend. Like, go help. just stop being a freak. I ask AI to help me write an Instagram caption. Okay, I asked AI to like recommend a book to me and they couldn't even do it. Okay. So I asked AI to recommend some books to me and there was one that I could tell was like an amazing choice. I Dana read it. She said it was like I I told Dana about it. I was like, have you read this? She was like, no, she read it. She said it was amazing. I wish I chose it for the redheads. Next redheads pick, I'm asking AI. Oh, that's we a good idea. Been reading Where the Forest Meets the Stars. Yeah. That no, was the book. Like that's what we should be using AI for. Like somebody used AI to generate a photo of Theo in heaven for me, and that meant a great deal to me. Thank you. So how do you do that? Like, okay, I don't know photo. because I then went on ChatGBT and I was like, can you show me a picture of Theo or whatever? And they were like, sorry, we don't generate photos. So it's like a different service. Oh, I don't it's know. It's a different service. Yeah, it's, this not one's Chat, it's not the ones we're used to, like ChatGBT. I use ChatGPT. Yeah, duh. Do you know that Elon started OpenAI with it's Sam not- Altman? Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought Sam Altman With did. Sam Altman. And then like Sam Altman's, it was supposed, it was a non-for-profit when he started with Sam Altman because Elon really believes in like ethical AI and that AI should have limitations so that it never takes over humans. Mm-hmm. Whereas other AI um, founders think that AI should be able to get as intelligent as right. it can get. So Elon started OpenAI to um, combat that. And then like Sam Altman started like a for-profit arm of it. So I was getting like, I feel like with Sam Altman, he got like everyone, he was like the people's man, but there's definitely something. Oh, you feel like there's a dark side of Sam Altman. I feel like there's a dark side of Sam Altman. I do. She said it here first, you guys. She said it here first. 
Yeah, I don't think him, like him and Elon started together and I don't even think they talk anymore. That's weird. It is weird. So, just thought you should know. Thought you should know that all those Back to Morgan Wallen. Don't stream Morgan Wallen. Me. Some more streaming news. Okay. Britney Spears fans are streaming her 2011 song Selfish instead of Justin Timberlake's new <gasps> single. Oh, by the way, I'm so glad you brought up Justin Timberlake's new single because I listened to like a quick snippet of it because somebody, I saw like Toaster saying like, wait, it's actually good. So I'm like, okay, I can, I'm like a wench, but I, you know, I'm a reasonable person. I didn't think it was good. I listened to maybe three seconds. I don't know how it came across my desk. And I thought it was fine. His voice just annoys me. Like if someone else was singing that song, I think I would like it, but um, I don't like yeah. his voice. No, and he did, like, he's doing the rounds. He did Zane Lowe, and he's like, this is the greatest piece of art I've ever put out. Like, I'm sure every artist says that, but, like, this is my best work yet. And I just don't think that's possible because, like, say what you want about him, but, like, there was a time period where he released, like, really amazing music. No, I feel like he still has good music in him, but I just don't like his voice at this point. I can't unhear him. Yeah, what's that song? I don't want to lose you now. I'm looking right at the earth. Like, that is an amazing song. Can't Stop the Feeling. I was going to say, Can't Stop the Feeling is his, like, last great hit. Yeah. That song, like, took over the world. People forget that it's him, but it's him. Yeah, because it's also the Trolls movie, which is so weird. Classic. The Trolls movie is constantly churning out bangers. It's broken and it's beautiful. Speaking of Kelly, do you know the song My Favorite Kind of High? Of course. From her new album? Yeah. Do you know the David Guetta remix? It came up on my Spotify. Like somebody at Spotify knew that I needed to hear this song, Jackie. It Um, is probably the only thing that can get me to like get on the treadmill. Like it's so, I just listened to it on repeat. It's so good. It's like a pussy popping song. That is so great. There's a great David Guetta remix of something that you need to listen to. David oh. Guetta is like David Guetta, you know? You I know. know what I'm Nobody Guetta is like David. And I Guetta it. Like, it's David Guetta. Do you ever listen to Heartbreak Anthem, G- David Guetta remix? Are you? Are okay, you, great. Jackie, great. that's like, that's my song. Like, that is that's my your, number. That's my little number mix. one. Song. You know yeah, it's a mix. My girlies, I, I miss them mix. every day. The world is a darker place without Little Mix. I just want to say, ever since they broke up or went on hiatus, like things have been going downhill. Shit's been fucked. Everything. Look at look around at the world and tell me it's the not economy. correlated, not correlated to Little Mix's dissolution. The environment. War, no, you're so right. War. War. When Little Mix was churning out hits, there was peace. Peace. Something to think about. Yeah. Anyways, Britney fans are streaming Britney songs instead of Justin Timberlake's new music. Her That's song really Selfish funny. is already up to number four, while his is at number one right now. Okay, like, we'll let him have his moment. Justin Timberlake is just not really ever going to be at the level that he was. Like, he needs to just kind of accept that. He's taken a hit. Majorly. I think, I think that... He- Anything is possible and he could get back to being that person. That's what I think. But not if he just like keeps doing this. It's like he's banging his head against the wall like, oh, I'm going to put out new music and here's a free concert. Like, I feel like we need a deep understanding of Justin Timberlake in order to move forward. So if he wants to write us a book or give us like a Beckham style documentary, but like there needs to be an understanding because he has some things to answer for. I don't think that. There aren't answers. And I think that maybe there are answers that we just need to hear from him. But there are now too many questions. No, by the way, you're 100% right. There is no response for everything that's come out in the last couple of years. And him just moving on like everything's fine and dandy. It's like it's giving cringe. I don't know what what the right 
platform for his. Like a book would be good. A documentary would be good. I don't think enough people would read a book. Yeah. And I think, I think documentary. Or, yeah. or like a long form podcast. I'm sure he does that, but I'm sure it's like Dak Shepard asking him like what his favorite fruit is. Yeah, no, no, no. We need like the real, like he needs to just kind of peel back the curtain. And if the answer is like, yeah, I did all that shit. I was an asshole. I was 22. I was the most famous guy in the world. Like I think there is a level of understanding there. Like maybe there's not a, a, some big thing we don't know that excuses all of his actions, but maybe he wants to sit down and be like, no, I was like a big ass loser prick. Like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, then what changed that you're not that person anymore? Right. Maybe meeting your wife, becoming a father. Right. I think a lot of right. people could relate to that journey. Yeah, maybe there's also things, maybe Justin's been through stuff. Maybe he doesn't talk about it all the time, but like maybe there are things that have upset him. Maybe. So I'm going to vote documentary. Okay. And if it had been in like a documentary in junction with new music. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. I want to say something so random. When we landed last night, we grabbed dinner and I had a glass of chips. You grabbed it? That's a phrase I don't like. Yeah, because also it implies like I went to a drive-thru. Like I had a full-blown meal at a restaurant. No, but like sometimes like when someone texts you like, hey, want to grab dinner this week? Like I don't want to grab it. I would like to oh, sit if in somebody a civilized manner. That, no, if manner. someone texted me that, I would like it. <laughs> Not like, do you want to have dinner? To, I like a, would you like to You're just have too formal. Like you're too formal for this I, generation. No, I guess, but like really grabbing dinner has always been a phrase that bothered me and something that I would never use. Okay, so Ben and I ate dinner. No, but maybe you did grab it if it was after the airport. No, no, but it was like civilized. Like we went down to the hotel. So you didn't grab it? No, we didn't grab it. We like, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed dinner. (laughs) And I had a glass of champagne. And it was just like kind of the craziest thing I've ever done. Were you high as a kite? It was so lovely. I just want to say like justice for champagne. That's all I'm saying. I understand what you mean. And like a couple sips of champagne, there's like no lighter feeling. I had, I didn't even think I finished a whole glass, like just almost one glass. But the come down from champagne is not worth. Do you mean in the morning? I don't know when it, sometimes it hits an hour later. It's true. Sometimes it's the next morning. Like it's horrible. Yeah. It's like this really sort of headache inducing maniacal feeling. <laughs> like if, if champagne is light, like the come down is heavy. Hard. Horde. Horde. Well, our next story is related to our previous story because Jessica Beale is making headlines. She says that she loves eating in the shower. Oh, I saw this this morning on Instagram. Um, she it's finds like, it satisfying. This is giving attention seeking. Like I know celebrities like sometimes like will slip or admit that they do something weird and I feel like they actually really do do that and it's weird and they didn't think people would make such a big deal out of it. This is giving like staged. I'm sorry. No one on the face of the fucking planet eats in the shower. And I eat everywhere. I feel like it was one of those things where she's like feels like she's coming clean and we could all be like, oh, I do that too. um, Relatable. Gina George raising her hand in Mean Girls. Like I've been bullied. And this is just like, no, we don't do that. Nobody does that. I want to say that you don't even do that. No, Jackie, she doesn't do it. Like I know that this whole story is fake and I'm mad that we even chose it as a story because we fell for her trap. This is all a part of her. No, it's not me falling for her trap. This is a part of her and Justin's like ski, like really poorly strategized scheme to get people to care about them again. This is not me falling from her trap. This is me seeing her trap, picking it up off the floor and saying, Jessica Beale set a trap. (laughs) 
This is me seeing Jessica Biel's trap, picking it up off of the floor and saying, this is a trap. <laughs> no, it's a trap. And me saving fellow mice from entering into you guys, the trap. do not fall for this. Like, we're moving on. This is not real. Nobody eats in the shower. Not but even Let Jessica me tell Biel. you what she said. I want, to sh- I want to describe the trap to you. She took to TikTok to rave about eating in the shower, claiming it's deeply satisfying and saves her time. She said, it's pretty simple, guys. You can do this. I find it deeply satisfying. She has a cringe, set of rules. Cringe. She, she has a set of rules for shower eating, which involves a ledge to stick a coffee or a yogurt container on. Gross. I'm sorry. Actually, that's gross. <laughs> yogurt in the shower. But also, how do you do your yogurt with the spoon? Because the spoon topples the yogurt canister. You really can't set it down. Unless you're using a plastic spoon. She said, but you know she doesn't use plastic. No, definitely not. She said, I like to take a bite or a sip and put it on the ledge. And then you do your thing. You wash your hair. Keep the soap out. That's a big deal. The only tricky thing is when you're chewing. So the whole time that you're eating, you got to keep your mouth closed because I still like to get under the water while I'm chewing. And for whatever reason, I want to open my mouth at the same time. That is disgusting. She's under the water while she's chewing. Okay, Jessica Simpson, Jessica Simpson, Jessica Biel set this trap for us to like think of her as relatable. And ooh. Adverse effect. I think she's disgusting and unhygienic. No, I don't think. I I just know this doesn't work. Like if this were a thing, more people would do it. There's a reason why we don't. Jessica doesn't I've do it. I've heard of the only thing I've heard of that I've never actually done, but it always sounds like a good idea is like having bringing your coffee into the shower because apparently, like, it really awakens you if you like sip on it between showers which that's fine that's not what that's not a fucking yogurt no I have like drawn myself a bath and grabbed like a diet coke and a bowl of pretzels like that's different no 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 Claudia that's so different that's luxury that's not even of this elk okay okay she's a liar and a fraud and not relatable and if she is doing this like she needs to stop yeah it's true honestly like she would be better off coming clean as 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 a liar than someone who actually does this and do you think that this is put out at this time to yes. engender goodwill to the Beal Timberlakes? They are like on a mission to like come back. Not maybe at the level that they were, but they don't want to be hated anymore. And she's like not hated. She's worked. She's done some things during his hiatus. But, you know, they're just not it right now. And they just kind of need to understand that. Yeah. Like sometimes you just have to just sit, take a seat. In your mansion and you'll be fine. Yeah. I, that's why I don't feel sorry. You have no, so I many don't. chairs to choose from. I don't feel sorry. So many rooms to sulk in. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Some drama I've been like kind of following because I think it's kind of crazy. Okay. Alexis Bellino is joining, rejoining the Real Housewives yes. of Orange County in a friend role. She was spotted filming with Heather Dubrow and Emily Simpson. But what's crazy is, is that she is now dating John Jansen, who is Shannon yes. Bedore's ex of many years. They just broke up and now he's dating Alexis Bellino. I did know that. That's crazy. Alexis Bellino is just kind of this like gnat. Like she will, she's just like this omnipresent per, like presence in the OC universe. Like, you cannot get rid of me, bitch. She's going to come back around. Like, just when you think she's gone, boom, there she is. Yeah, this kind of makes me want to get back into OC. I think she should be a cast member for this reason. Her and John Jansen seem very serious, but also Shannon and John Jansen seemed very serious. Yeah, and they were for, like, many years. Yeah. I just think it's so crazy. I think it's crazy, too. And, like... What is there, one single man in OC, John Jansen? Perhaps. It's giving Tom D'Agostino. Yes, that's an amazing comparison. 
Except from what I saw, John Jansen, I didn't see a lot. And I don't know anything I haven't watched in a few years. He seemed like a good guy. Yes. I watched a bunch of this seasons where he was on and they seemed like they were in a fine relationship. There were like moments where they were like really toxic, but that was because they were drinking and like, I don't know if it's necessarily emblematic of their relationship, of him being toxic. But then Shannon like was in a toxic era after her and John Jansen broke up. That's when she got her DWI. Like, I don't know where the toxicity was coming from, her or him. Yeah. That's a good point. It so, is crazy that Alexis Bellino is dating him. Like the world is so small. Uh, yeah. And so she has to get back on the show. She is back right now in a friend role. She was filming with Heather and Emily. And for the Rahok stands, like next season will probably be a good one. Maybe I can get back on into it. Yeah. And those were the past five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. I definitely feel like you needed to know every single one of them. I can't think of one that you didn't need to know. You did need to know that Alexis Bellino is dating John Jansen if you didn't know that. I don't know if you needed to know no, that. No, no, Claudia, like I don't give a rip about the OC. And when I saw that, like I had to, I did a double take. This was a few weeks ago and I went like on a stalking spree of Alexis Bellino. I needed to know. All right, before we give everyone the weekend off, let's do a little bit of Queenie and Weenie of the Week. So Queenie and Weenie of the Week is a new segment here at The Toast that we do every Friday where we're going to name a Weenie of the Week, somebody who was just giving Weenie energy this week, and a Queenie of the Week, someone who was giving Queenie energy of the week. And as stated in the beginning of the show, I had a really hard time coming up with Queenie. Um, so let me put forth my nominee for Weenie of the Week. Okay. My Weenie of the Week is PETA. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. Not only is it a good one, because we spoke about them at length yesterday doing like loser ass shit. Somebody sent me a screenshot this morning of PETA doing something egregious again this week. Gypsy Rose Blanchard posted that she got a dog, like her and her man's like, new dog, welcome to the family. And PETA like left like a hate comment. What did they say? Like, excited for your new family member. Next time, adopt, don't shop. It's like, all right, well, she already shopped, so just leave her alone. Yeah. And they're just like out here, again, in my opinion, dying on the wrong hills. Yeah. My weenie of the week. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. And a close runner-up for my weenie of the week was Ryan Atwood. Ooh, that's good. I really, like, don't have a weenie. That's okay. You do queenie because, like, I don't really have a queenie. Okay, good. That's good. My queenie of the week, and I feel like we owe a lot of this week's success and humor to this man. And that's Mickey Mouse. Wait, I never thought Queenie could be a boy. I just like was always thinking girl. Yeah, you think girl, but also we love to celebrate women. We do love to celebrate women here at the Toast. But today we're celebrating mice because Mickey Mouse really just, I, I'm so impressed with him and what he's built. And I feel like this was the week of realizing that and having an appreciation for this mouse who works so hard. By the way, I absolutely love that answer. And when we were talking at the beginning of the show about what was different, like, it's Mickey. That's what I said. Like, I had the Disney joie de vivre. Yep. The spirit. So I do think Mickey is a big factor for why these episodes were fire. And he deserves Queenie for that reason. And we made, like, so many clips about Mickey and, like, they all went viral. I made so much Mickey content. Yep. Mickey, he was, he was great. He is great. Okay, Mickey is the queenie of the week and PETA is the weenie of the week. Very animal-centric queenie and weenie segment this week. Wow. And I love how, like, even though we're putting down PETA, like, we're still lifting up animals. That's what we do here. Like, it's not, you know, we don't hate animals. We love animals. We love them. We wish everyone loved them. As much as we do. Right. So that is our show, our fifth and final. And I think we can confidently say, like, another banger in the basket. 
Love you all dearly. We're back on Monday in studio, regular stuff. Make sure to grab your merch, shoptoastmerch.com. We've got two new, kind of sickening, very different sets, crew neck and sweatpants sets. You're not going to want to miss them, so check it out. Again, Jackie is in a uh, large and I'm in a medium, but Jackie really could have done a medium. She probably should have. Yeah, I probably should have. Any day now, these would just be falling off me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube so if you're watching us on YouTube please feel free to subscribe and give us video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox all the places where they listen to podcasts find us the toast leave a five star review about how beautiful setting and wickedly talented we are hope you guys have a great weekend stay lit stay safe have a great one love ya bye love ya bye <laughs>